Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes my browsing experience better. Way better than yours if you don't use it. Why? Because I can block online trackers. I can block annoying pop-up ads and malware. I can browse safely, securely, wherever I am, even if I'm right here on all my devices. This laptop, actually this is a desktop, what, what am I saying? But this laptop right here, this phone right here, that router over there, the TV over there, all with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can also save on pay-per-views. Maybe you want to check out AEW without commercials. Maybe you miss the old WWE Network. Maybe you want to buy a big UFC pay-per-view with an overseas service at a much more affordable rate. NordVPN.com slash Fightful not only has you covered, but when you get one of their plans, you're effectively going to save yourself money, and I'm going to save you some more. Four months free on top of that deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful, here with the name you know. You're going to see him at New Japan Resurgence. Long Beach on May 21st. In addition uh, to this fella, they got AEW stars John Moxley, Christopher Daniels, you got Mercedes Monet, uh, Zack Saber, Okada, Kenta. You got Shota and Moxley teaming again. But hey, most importantly, you got Will Ospreay in the United States Contender Tourney. Will Ospreay, how you doing, man? I'm feeling good, mate. I'm feeling real good. The injury's healed up. Uh, I think I'm ready to get back to work. That's awesome. I mean, like, like, how how have you been feeling physically? How has have things been progressing with you on on a physical stance? Uh, I mean, I, I feel a lot better. Like, um, I, there's not a hole in my chest anymore, so I'm quite happy about that. Um, but like, no, like, I feel like I'm slowly regaining like some of the strength back in my arm. So, like, I did uh, a match at like 
one PW on the twenty second, and I almost like I, I kind of wanted that to be like almost like a dummy test to make yeah. sure like I can do it, and and I was fine. Still some like niggles and pain from it, but then afterwards I was able to have a couple more weeks uh, weeks rest and rehab, and I feel a lot better. I'm looking forward to and Sunday. The, the interesting thing about you working like outside of New Japan and Indies, like. You'll see some people they'll they'll get like a five to seven minute match or a comedy match even or anything. When you go to these places, you're having fifteen to twenty five minute bangers, and and twenty five minutes might even be generous. Sometimes they go longer than that. So you get into a position like that, like you know it's not going to be something that you can just breeze through because you just don't do that. I and it speaks volumes to the talent that's on the independent scene because like I, I mainly put in like main event caliber matches. So obviously there's a uh, a requirement to do those main event quality matches, but like it is generally like because like talent is so good now and it is so spread out that I find myself in like so many hard positions in main events. Uh, but like I, I do generally enjoy like doing the main event style matches. I think it is like it, it's more fun for me. It's I think it's entertaining i think it just like if i don't if i don't do it if i did like a 12 minute match and like by the time i'd go back to new japan to do a like a 30 minute classic then i'm going to be dying so who have you encountered on the independent circuit that you look at and you're like well they could be in my position in a few years even though they might not be signed at this point because you face a, a really great array of talent there it seems like sometimes they that you're able to bring things out of them that maybe we haven't seen before um, I, I, that's a very nice compliment. I really do appreciate that. And it, it's, um, I like Mike Woku. I like wrestling him. Uh, Ricky Knight Jr. was a, a superb match at York Hall that I had. Uh, Robbie X, like the majority of my stuff, I am in the UK. This is my home base. And I, I, I like staying here. And I, I will stay here for the rest of my life. So I like get used to me. Um, trying to think of other like Indian lads that I've, I've uh, wrestled and encountered, but. They're the ones. Oh, Luke Jacobs as well. I had a real good one with Luke Jacobs. He's a phenomenal lad, so I'd love everyone to look him up. But um, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm pretty much just doing it out here, and uh, they're all super challenging. And uh, I, I would love to see them get more opportunity. I've always respected the fact that you've been you've been upfront like about your contract status, about like where where it is you want to stay. You had told me last time you're like, man, I kind of get anxiety thinking about living in the states. I like living where I live. I'm pretty sure me and New Japan are going to work out a deal next year. Like you've been very upfront about that. That approach is different than a lot in wrestling. Uh, some some people in wrestling want to keep things secret. They want to maximize leverage, whether whether or not it, it happens. What what leads you to to that line of thinking? Is it just trial and error and, and figuring things out? Uh, a lot of it just comes with confidence, uh, I think, as well. Just because, like, I, I find myself in like a really lovely position with New Japan, where like I'm very happy doing what I'm doing. Um, obviously, I'm a fool not to hear people out, um, but like I, I am extremely confident um, that, like, obviously, if like there was something that we couldn't work out, I, I don't know, but. Um, it does come with the fact that, like, uh, I feel like I, I do get everyone's best performance out of them. Uh, I'm very confident in my abilities. I do lack in certain things. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of my promos, and I know I need to work on that. I can't do a promo about swearing. So, like, that's <laughs> going to be a real hard thing with an American audience. But I'm always willing to challenge myself. And, it's like, 
I, I like putting it out there because I feel like it, it's it gets people on their their feet and their toes getting ready and like and the same to my company as well. I want them to be ready for what like what might be my termination with my contract. Who knows? But like I I, I love to imagine that we are going to work something out. But like I'll be a fool not to hear everybody out. So on on a week like this where you've got a match in the states, how early do you generally head over there? Like how how is that? Because I mean you you are home in the UK. Uh, I, I'm heading out Friday. There's a press conference, so I'll, I'll, it's like head out Friday, land Friday. Uh, Saturday there's a meet and greet and a press conference. Sunday's the match. I'm having Monday out there with the misses, so we can go Venice Beach and uh, oh, that's perv cool. on her a little bit. Yeah, go perv on her a little bit, and then uh, come back <laughs> Tuesday, but. Uh, but then I'll rest on Wednesday. Uh, I come home Wednesday, and then I get Thursday, Friday off, and then Saturday, Sunday, Monday I go back to progress. So like you know, I just I just like working in England. I like living here. I I don't really want to stretch out. I I lived in Japan for two years, and like I I did say after that like that was a real culture shock. I, I definitely could live in America, but like every time I go there, man, it is a it's a real anxiety going there. It's a proper like it's just because it's so big. I just, yeah. I get proper nervous going there. So you're about to see a bunch of wrestling fans that are hitting the UK for the first time. I'm heading over there twice this year. What would you recommend that wrestling fans who are going over there, even for WWE and AEW, what would you uh, like recommend that they take in? Like maybe that you know that they wouldn't normally read about or they wouldn't normally hear about the usual tourist spots. Oh mate, don't ask me. I'll stay in Essex. <laughs> mate, go go south end. Go south end, bro. There's a lovely like, there's a little adventure island over there. Lovely pier. You know what I mean? Like I, I stay away from London. I, I say it all the time. I fucking hate London. Can't be bothered with it. <laughs> Can I go there twice this year now? You're... Yeah, bro. Fuck it off. Go Essex. So much oh, I know. I know you've seen all the rumors. The rumors that Will Osprey is planned for the All In show at Wembley. Like it's been all over the internet. Like I would love to know who said this because I honestly I didn't even fucking know. So this is a this is all fucking news to me. Like, what do you? you... Know what I mean, I have no. What do you make of the success they've had with these ticket sales? It looks like over 65,000 already. Mate, it's fucking insane, isn't it? It, it is, is crazy. Like, but, like, but like, I feel like our country itself, like, so we're like the hotbed for Europe, personally, because we get like so many flights from like, even like really shitty airlines like Stansted, fucking Ryanair flights. We can go to every bit of Europe and you can go like come to England for like 30 quid. Do you know what I mean? So like for Europeans, it's an easy place to get to. But, like, I think England's been starving for, like, a real good, like, pay-per-view quality. Like, in reality, we should have got a WrestleMania. Like, sure. Do you know what I mean? We, like, we should have. But, like, I mean, it's nice that they're going to give us some money in the bank. I think that's cute. Like, <laughs> but, like, it's just mad that AEW has just gone, fuck it, we're going to do stadium. And, like, I, I even I was like, that's a big fucking ass game. But, my God, like, if the rumors are true, it's like 66,000 have been sold, like, that's insane. Like, and but like, I'm not surprised either because we've been starving for like good quality, like wrestling spectacular over here. And like, I mean, if the rumors are true, and like, I, I am a, apparently a part of it. Like, I, I honestly don't know. But if it, I, if they are true, like, I can't tell you how grateful I am. Like, I really do mean it. Like, that's like, you can do Wembley. I wrestled in Wembley Arena in Impact Day, and fucking Mark Andrews got knocked out, so I had to <laughs> look after his ass and shit like. But it's like. It's the fucking stadium. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and I mean, that's one of those things where people are like, oh, well, they run other live events there and stuff. And originally I, I said, 
well, I think they need to let the people there know that that's where you go to watch AEW this go around, but they might sell it out before they announce an, a match even, and they might be able to announce like additional dates and all that. It's it's a very unique situation, and uh, I know WWE does view Money in the Bank as one of their bigger shows. It's one of the one of the shows mm. they consider like a, I think they call them the Big Five now instead of the Big Four, but it says a lot about the region, the area, and, and the fan base in general that they're like, hell yeah, let's take it there. Uh, I mean, is this something that you you expect to happen once once WWE and AEW get a taste of this? Do you think they're going to be like, well, we got to do this like every year or more often? I mean, I hope so because, like, once again, like there clearly is the the fan base here. I mean, like they even done it with that NXT UK. Now I, I don't know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. If there's like a difference, like obviously, I think fans kind of want to see John Cena and Randy Orton and all that, all those guys. But like, there, there's enough of a fan base and a market here to obviously make an off-brand. So do you know what I mean? So like, the moment that they're actually bringing out, and I think that's the good bit about it is like both companies are going like balls to the wall. Eh? They're like giving us money in the bank, and I love money in the bank. It's fucking sick. Yeah. Punk and Cena was one of my favorite fucking matches ever. <laughs> and so like, that's so sick that they're doing that. And then the fact that they're like, AEW are literally doing like I just like I love the concept of all in. Like I got a message from Cody ages ago, and he said like Why didn't you do all in? I went because you didn't fucking ask me. Went, I thought I did. <laughs> so I was like No, you can't. You didn't ask me. So like, I'm so sorry. But like it really just it says everything. Like all in is about like the fucking gambling. Eh? It is about just going for it. And 31 years ago we had. British Bulldog and Bret Hart in Wembley Stadium, and no one would ever think we'd be, bring wrestling back there. Tony Carr's a fucking madman, mate, going for it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I think it is cool. It keeps the spirit of All In because they were trying to sell 10,000 seats outside of WWE four years ago. Now they're like, let's do 75. Let's do 75,000. Um, mate, that's a gamble. That's beautiful. That's it so is. sick. It is. You got Tanahashi this Sunday. I mean, that's always like Tanahashi, one of the, the greatest wrestlers in, in history and still going at it. Like, how, how do you get yourself in, in that mindset? Because 
Tanahashi now is different, but he's he's adapted his style with every year. Every year he changes just like a little bit, and he keeps going at this very very high level. Like, what even goes through your mind when they're like, "It's Tanahashi this Sunday"? Does does it hit you that that way, or is it just business as usual? I mean, once again, business as usual, and like, there's nothing but respect for the guy. I mean, we, I've, I, this house that I live in right now is like mainly because of the work that he done when New Japan were about to file for bankruptcy. Like, the company yeah. put all of their weight on his shoulders, and he swam with it, fucking climbed a mountain with it, and he'd done incredible things. So, like, I do have the most utmost respect for him. Um, and I remember when I faced him last, I've only wrestled him once, and it was in the G1, and I was able to score the win. I remember going head to head with him. I've always loved his saying of like attack for the next generation. And I, I remember saying, I think the words were, uh, you can lay down your sword. I'll take the load now. Uh, and I think he took a little bit of like a, Hey, you're thinking that I'm retiring or like slowing down. I'm not like, so, and I, I'm, I can imagine in his eyes, maybe I've dropped the ball at like at times when I needed to carry the company in. Like, and maybe he's got like some type of, uh he towards me I, I don't know like i don't talk to him ever but like I, i'm just letting him know that the respect is there but this is business and like this is all this is more than this is bigger than tanahashi this is about regaining pride i i love this matchup because as you mentioned you all face each other once in a one-on-one match of course there have been tags and things like that but once in a one-on-one match and you all were in different points of your career at that point as well like he was still uh, on on top in those main events of Wrestle Kingdom. Now you're in the featured matches of Wrestle Kingdom. Last time I spoke to you was right before that, which was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, how how different do you think things will be this time at Resurgence compared to when you did face him in the G1? Uh, it's because in the G1, like I I already knew I was out, so I just wanted to beat him back then i just wanted to show that i'm still on his level and like surpassing him was amazing um but this time it, it is a lot bigger i can imagine it's big for him but this is a lot bigger for me because i mean you're talking about like kenny match and like if we're going to be honest i got my ass handed to me man like it's embarrassing it's just like i'm meant to be the guy representing the company i mean i'm not going to say what legend it was but as i was walking past down the hallway like he grabbed my arm and said like hey show him what new japan's all about like make him remember like what new japan's all about that's what he said sorry misquoted but like <laughs> it, it kind of made it put like a fire under my belly and i was just like yeah motherfucker let's go and then like <laughs> to, to get like to get 20 minutes in and then like i started like my body wasn't working i mean there was moments where i was coming back but i just it wasn't there like i, I knew I knew like halfway in that match, I had this loss. Uh, I just didn't want to go down. Eh? I kept fighting. So this for me is more, it's more about regaining my pride, man. Like I, I felt awful after Wrestle Kingdom. Like I felt like I let down everybody, my, my boys in the United Empire, all the New Japan fans that allowed this guy who just abandoned ship just to come back and just steal my property, you know? So like as much as I respect and like, I, I can't tell you how much, man, I respect Tanahashi, but like, He's got he's got to be put to the side after fucking resurgence, and then and then after that he got Lance Archer, who's the biggest cunt I've ever seen in my entire life. Like fucking, so like you know what I mean? Like it's, the obstacles are there, and it's not going to be an easy day at the office by either standards. But like it's 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 got to be done. It's like for for my sake, for like New Japan's sake, it's just got to be done. To put things in perspective, in 2019, last time you all faced Wrestle Kingdom that year, you opened up the main show. 
He faced Kenny Omega this year. He opened up the show. You faced Kenny Omega. Uh, it's mm. wild how how things have changed in that amount of time. And even your style has adapted. Like I saw Cash Wheeler putting that, putting that over recently. He really had some praise for how you've adapted and, and changed your work. And uh, I know that you've spoken recently about Chris Jericho sort of lending you some advice there. How do you balance that sort of getting advice versus going with your gut, your heart, and your body? Because you always got to listen to your body, especially uh, as you progress through your career. I mean, like Jericho gave me that advice back in 2018 when, like, I landed on my head against Kushida, and he was like, "You keep doing that, you're gonna like, you're gonna have like an early career." And like, I did take that advice on board. Like, I really did change up. And even like, if you look at 2019 Will compared to like 2020 Will which makes me sad in a weird way because because of those 2020, 2021, even 2022, right? Because all of that's in a pandemic situation, like nobody wanted to watch pandemic wrestling and I've done my best work in that space. So if you actually watch my matches or watch my ability, I, I changed up everything, do you know what I mean? But like, uh, like it, it finally hit me when like uh, my, so like the injury was I, I got a torn pec, uh, a grade two, so no surgery, thankfully, and my rotator cuff tore. So thankfully, no surgery. But like, man, like it just it just sent me down, eh? Because it was a moment of just going, like, man, like I'm feeling my knees for the first time ever. Like I, I always remember, like when Okada was telling me in chaos, he was he said, uh, you know, like all the old boys used to tell me, like, oh, when you're thirty, you're gonna feel it. And I, I just didn't believe him. Now I'm 30. I, I can feel it. <laughs> and now like I'm, I'm starting to get there. I'm like, oh my God, I finally hit 30. And I'm just like, I can feel my knees. So it is time to change the style. And it is just, it is mentally taxing because like there are things I want to do again. Like I, I was a little while ago before the injury, I was trying the reverse 450 splash that I used to do. And I just can't do it. I'm too fat now. Eh? So <laughs> like, you just, I, I was going to ask that. you if there are things physically that you want to do and you can't. Which, I mean, every wrestler has those things. Triple H has said he can't physically go in between the second and top rope into the ring post. He said it's a spot that he it just he couldn't do or wouldn't do for whatever reason. Which one of those do you have besides that that reverse 450? Uh, I mean, there's been a few, man. Like, even, like, I'm scared of doing the shooting star press again. Like, I nearly, I nearly fucked up a little while ago. Like, once again, before uh, I'd, I'd done it on, like, a random indie show. And, like... As I started going, I got stuck. But thankfully, I know which way is up and down, so I was able to push through it. But like even my uh, my uh, fucking my physio even said like it's not fully healed. So like there is a chance that if you're lifting someone over your head, this thing could fucking rip off again. So like it is making me question whether I should be doing the Stormbreaker anymore. Because and that's one of my like, but it's the biggest move that I fucking have. I hit that, it's game over. But like. I am generally, like, I'm, I'm fucking scared, bro. Like, it is, like, one of those things where, like, I don't want to be out for, like, nine months. I don't want to be out for a year. So, like, I've, I've got to think, like, what's worth it now? And, like, if it means that I've got to say goodbye to Stormbreaker, then, like, I, I've just got to perfect the Hidden Blade more and just hopefully that will do the job. I mean, that's that's got to be something, like, again, you said it's it's scary to balance and to think about, like, oh, this this move that I've relied on or that you've innovated, that, that you've created and implemented into so many of your big moments. Now you can't do it. So, I mean, you have to alter more. Um, like when, when you think about that, like, do you have something in mind when you're thinking up finishes to matches like backups, like in case something like that, unfortunately happens. 
I mean, one of my main things is like, obviously, if something bad does happen, like I've uh, I've got about eight wins under my belt with referee stoppages. Okay. So like, if worse comes to worse, I just drive elbows into your yeah. fucking skull until I can't go anymore. But like, I think this is the main reason why I'm worried is because it is my right peck. Yeah. Where like it, that I'm right hand dominant. So like, I, I've been using a hidden blade on uh, the one PW shows that I've done and in training. And it seems to be fine. So that seems to be working. But like, it is just that it's, it's just one of those things where like, I don't want to like outstretch too much just in case this thing rips off. Yeah. Uh, so the last time I spoke to you was just before Wrestle Kingdom. And it's it's interesting because you, you told me that you, you want to be better at promos. I love that press conference. I thought it felt so emotional and real. And I it just felt so, it felt like so legitimate, like a press conference should, you know. I, I watched that and I was like, these two guys, despite the professional courtesy they have, want to tear each other apart. And that's what we saw in the match. How did you feel doing that press conference? As, as someone who says that he wants to work on his promos, I thought that came across incredibly re- incredibly great. So uh, th- there's like two sides of me when it comes to that promo. Is like One side is the people that are telling me, like, I can't do a promo about swearing. And to those people, I say you just must watch Disney Channel every fucking day of your life. Right? Like you just must, like just because somebody swears in a promo, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, have you ever seen like Quentin Tarantino films? Like, of course, swearing all the time. Uh, but they're magical movies. Like, do you know what I mean? So, like, but I do understand to reach that next level of audience, you do have to mind your, your p's and q's. And I say cunt religiously. Like, it's my favourite word, eh? Like, because it can mean a term of endearment, or I could just fucking call you a cunt, eh? So it's just those two. But, like, that promo is kind of special to me because, like, once again, like, it, although I never did as near as the many isolations or uh, quarantines as some of the other boys, like, it fucked with everyone's head. And I had a mo like, to see, like, Kenny. And, like, there are other AEW guys. I can't remember who, like, I'll happily go for it, but there are other ones that have been, like, Funny that you guys have to mention us in like promos and stuff like that. Uh, I can't remember what the thing was, but it was like, motherfucker, we are working way harder than any of those motherfuckers. Like you guys, even when you guys had the the quarantine guys, you still had like your guys around the ringside, like banging shit and like making noise for you. And then you guys got to have fans back straight away. They were there. They couldn't make any fucking noise. Do you know how fucking hard that is? Do you know how taxi is? You don't like all those guys, maximum drive they did. I bet max it was like six hour drive, some of those cunts. And like, you didn't have to be locked in a fucking room, like no bigger than this room for fucking two weeks with a window that opens like this fucking big. So like anyone, and I honestly say it, like anyone that dares belittle anything that we did during those pandemics, you're a cunt. You have no idea the fucking stress. Like I did, there were points in the night as well where like you're calling your missus and you go, when you're coming home, you're like, I don't actually know. Because they, the measures keep changing in Japan. So, like, all those guys, they all get to go to their missus or their partner or whatever. And they all get to cuddle up. We didn't get to do that. Fucking mumps, bruv. So, like, they just, they just need to mind their P's and Q's. And when they know who the actual fucking wrestlers are, come knock them out the door. I'll show you who the fuck I am. Well, what followed was one of the greatest matches, again, I've, I've ever seen in my life. That, that match with Kenny Omega was, was special. And uh, Omega ended up winning that. What kind of... Uh, how how did you feel following that? Because, like, to me, I'm like, man, that had to be an incredible sense of accomplishment because you get compared to Kenny Omega an awful lot and vice versa. Mm-hmm. 
because of roles in the company. And you guys went out there and not only delivered what people expected, but you exceeded it. And when it's Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, the bar is like through the roof to exceed that. So, I mean, what went through your head as that match is going on? Did you did you know it was special? And how did you feel afterwards? Uh, I mean, like, there's there's points where everyone, like, I don't even remember Dave messaging me being like, that was special. Like, you have yeah. no idea. And like, once again, Dave's opinion is Dave's opinion. And I was just kind of like, oh, that, that was real nice. But it's, it's only like the next day where you kind of like digest everything. And it was just like, and everyone was just going nuts about it. Like, I didn't see that many, like, there was no negative. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, it was phenomenal. And like, I, I say it to the day I'm dying, like, Kenny's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's still a cunt, but like, he's literally like, the way his mind works, the way, like, he, he has uh, a, a complete different outlook on the matches. And I think that's where I need to try and put my mind into into his, just because he is, it, it clearly works and what he's doing. And like, I, I know we get compared quite a lot, but we're just two completely different guys. Do you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm proud of the match. I am. Trust me. I, I really am. And like, I'm glad people enjoyed it, but like, I, it just fucks me off that like, you, like if you honestly watch it and really, really fucking watch it, it was like 80% Kenny, 20 me. Mm-hmm. I got my arm handed to me. Do you know what I mean? And like, I think that's, it just bothers me. Eh? It just bothers me. It, 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 it's just one of those things where there's like, the whole thing, that press conference, I pulled my heart out and every like, because everyone was going, Kenny's back, the chosen one's back, the 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 prodigal son returns. And I'm sitting there just being like, motherfucker, like you just sat in your house for three hours. Like you just did three hour drives and like did easy like television matches where they're like nowhere near the caliber that we were fucking doing. Like, and that like even your AEW championship run was fucking incredible, but like Nothing compared to what all the New Japan boys were doing. We were pushing ourselves beyond all belief, man. And just, it was just that moment where, like, it was like it was a phenomenal match. Great. But, like, I need to regain my pride on this, man. Like, it, fucking, it can't be 80-20. It needs, to, it needs to be 80-20 the other way around. So, I mean, that, that match happened. And, again, it's a match of the year for me thus far. I think on... Give me Ke- yeah, yeah. And... and- you're known for having people expect great matches every time. Everybody's got a worst match, though. What do you think was the worst match you ever had? Whether it was early in your career or recent, man, I, I don't really know. Like, uh, I mean, I I can't say worst match, but worst time doing it. And I really don't like speaking ill of the dead, but like that fighting match, I fucking hated, bro. Mm-hmm. Like just, and like, I've done interviews about it before, but like, it's just, it was just a horrible experience with a horrible dude. And just like, and like, I, I hope I wish nothing ill on him and I hope his family are well and like everything above, but just wasn't kind to work with. That's all. That's it. But like, that's, that's my worst match. But Chris Hero loved it. Apparently. Really? But he he said it was one of his favorite matches that he ever watched. So I don't know if that's a condescending I don't know if that's a condescending little prick thing, but like, I mean it does sound like him, doesn't it? But like fucking I think that does highlight the subjectivity of wrestling though. Like somebody can look at something and think it's one of the best of all time, and somebody else can look at something and be like, Oh, I would never watch that again. And then they can mm. think the exact opposite about a complete different match. And I'm sure you, you get plenty of that. I mean how how have you learned to sort of a- accept that and just how people feel different things? 
just because I've got responsibility elsewhere now. Like, and yeah. I feel like my, my whole thing is now, especially now, just like my whole thing is, is, is my company loves what I'm doing. The boys love what I'm doing. Merchandise sales over in Japan are good. Like, I don't go outside of my separate bubble. Like, I, I love watching the AEW and WWE. Mm-hmm. Like, like I've said, the product in WWE has improved dramatically. But like, I just focus on what I'm doing in Japan and like what I'm doing on the Indies and like I just don't stretch out. Like I, I always hate these people that just go, "Oh fucking, this guy's so much better than you." I'm like, "Cool, well when he comes here, let me know." Like fucking, like, you know what I mean? It's just I just don't really care that much anymore. Like I, I, I used to care so much about what people thought of me, but now I'm just at that point where I'm just like, I just couldn't care anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't make you like me, eh? Like, if you like me, thank you. And, like, I'll be real nice to you. We can go and get a drink or whatever. But you're a cunt. And, like, I can be a cunt bigger than you, bro. So let's, let's see what happens. We've seen uh, some friends of yours, uh, Aussie Open, really getting their flowers in the last year and a half. Like, oh, my God. They are they are incredible. I've heard they've got interest from around the world as well. Like, they are just unbelievably good. Uh, what has that been like for you to see these guys that you, you recognize their talent a long time ago, get that worldwide acceptance and, and adulation that they deserve? I mean, like it, it just stems from in 2021 when the pandemic was kind of easing off over in England, we were able to run shows again. Uh, the, Australia wasn't really running that many shows. Uh, so I, and there was more of a chance of them getting a Japanese visa over in England and in Australia. So I housed um, Davis and Carl in, in my home uh, for the, that entire duration until they was wow. able to get those visas. Uh, it was because I, I have a genuine love for those guys. Like they're two of my best friends. I trust them with like the world. And it's, I mean, Davis left a barbecue chicken wing behind my sofa, so I need to give him like a little slap for that. <laughs> like little prick. Like I, I can't tell you enough. Right. They're, they're, they're two of the sweetest guys that I've ever met. Like they honestly inspire me to be a better dude as well. Just like hanging around them was real great for my psyche. And like we all worked out together, we ate together, we partied together. Like it was just I can't tell you enough how much like I love those guys. And now to see them like, man, I cried when they won those IWGP heavyweight tag championship. Man, I was on the fucking living room crying, man, because I knew how much that meant to them. I just I, honestly I can't tell you enough. I wish I was there. That was one, like, I, I was even tempted to buy a plane ticket to go because I was like, I fuck, I just really wanted to see that. But, like, I just know one of these days they're going to be in the Tokyo Dome doing it again. So, like, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. We've also seen uh, you, uh, the, the budding friendship with everybody and Great Ocon. Everybody loves Great Ocon now. Like, he's he's just, he's magical. Do you have any personal favorite Great Ocon memories? Like, he pops over in Vegas and is riding the giant the giant mechanical penis and all that stuff. Like he's doing all kinds of wild stuff. He just makes me laugh because he's like, his social media is so funny. eh? It's like all the things that you just shouldn't say, (laughs) just said it. But like, because it's coming from him, it's really funny. Like it it was with the, I bought him a Versace dressing gown when I came back to do the Tokyo Dome match against Okada. I bought all the boys it because I just wanted to say thank you for like doing the part of the work that I should have been doing. So I got them all Versace dressing gowns and he uploaded a photo with him and like a couple girls in the gown. <laughs> and then it translated a tweet and he's like, I have sex with many ladies. <laughs> it's like, you're not meant to write this. Like, oh. but it, man, we've got like smashed together. I've got videos on my phone where he's just like, hanging off of walls and he's like fucking barely standing like guys 
he's such a sweet dude, eh? Like, I fucking love him. And, like, he's just, like, he doesn't care about, like, about professional wrestling and the way, like, he loves professional wrestling, but, like, his outlook is just, like, I want to make money, I want to, like, have sex with loads of girls and enjoy myself. And I was just like, well, as long as it's all consensual, I'm all good with you, mate. There you go. There you go. Uh, as we wrap up, a reminder, New Japan Resurgence on May 21st. What kind of TV shows does Will Ospreay watch in his free time? Oh, fuck, what have I been watching? Uh, I, I just watched that Ed Sheeran uh, documentary. That was real lovely. Oh, really? Honestly, that, that was beautiful. Right? That was a real... Uh, uh, we used to hear about Ed Sheeran when we were like kids. You could rent him out for a wedding for 50 quid. Really? Like, yeah, right. So seeing him blow up now is fucking crazy. But like, uh, just watch that. Oh man! What See if, if you could oh, book him watch- for a wrestling match, you could have a bad bunny moment. With yeah, I'm I'm quite positive he's not going to be fifty quid anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right, but I'd love to go nine with him, mate. I'll put that out there. Let's see if me and Ed can get together. Uh, but um, uh, TV shows. Uh, does anything on Netflix these days? I'm just watching some stuff, oh, man. I- I hate being on the spot like that, but like I just went and watched the Super Mario Brother movie. That oh, it's fun! So it was so <laughs> fun. I, I think they nailed it. Eh? I do too. Like I was real worried when when like Chris Pratt was playing Mario. I was like, is he going to keep the accent the whole way? But then when they done the TV advert at the beginning, I was like, what a cover! Yeah, well done. Like I, I was thought, like, knock that park. It was a great explanation, and now I want a Donkey Kong spinoff so bad. Like I, I want that oh, Seth Rogen mate, Donkey Kong. They cast that so. They cast it so well. Like, to the T, they've done it perfectly. And Jack Black as Bowser, that, that musical scene, was it was it was perfect. I thought it was really, really great. Oh, man. New Japan Resurgence. Make sure you guys check it out. May 21st, it's in Long Beach. Mercedes Monet, Hiroshi Tanahashi, John Moxley, Will Ospreay, just a ton of people there. Will, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I want to thank you so much. Thank you, mate. I can't wait to see all these quotes in like the bad dirt sheets and everyone gets in trouble. Like, here we go. Come at me, you fucking cunts. I, I just want to say the Kenny Omega Will Osprey feud kicked off on an interview that I did with Kenny. And Kenny starts going in on you, and I said, Kenny, you know this is going to be the headline. You know it is. I'm telling you right now it, it's going to be the headline. And he goes, okay, let me dig myself out of this hole. And then he, like, buried you even more. So he knew what was going on. He knew that he was going to be in the sheets. I, I, At least you're aware of it. I'll say this. Well, no, but every time they ask me to do interviews, I just go, do I have to do them? Because I know I'm going to get in trouble. I asked like, for you specifically, though. That's the thing. So. No, but I always get in trouble. <laughs> so this is the thing. And it's normally you as well. That's the worst I'm bit. sorry. It's always you. Listen. It's always you. I thrive off the dirt. Guys, until next time. We're out. God bless.